All right, guys, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Eat or Be Eaten on Learn, Unlearn, Optimize with Gabriel Masudi and Michael Pellegrino. So um, we're recording from home today. I uh, had a, It's snowing pretty crazy out there right now. So if you hear any background noise, I got my daughter and my wife in the kitchen right now as we're recording, but we're doing the best we can to make sure we stay consistent. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing all right, yeah. You got a lot it's of snow. Sad. You got a lot of snow down there. Uh, not not too much. It's manageable. Oh, cool, man. It's a manageable day, but it's one of those days you just want to be inside and drink some warm tea, and <laughs> nice man. Just get other things done. <laughs> That's it. Good catch up day. So, right guys, on. we're going to jump right into it here. Um, the constituents of food, the different parts that make up our food, and um, we're going to start with the first four carbohydrates, proteins, fats, and oils. And within proteins is, uh, are the amino acids, which is a big one for me that uh, I hope we can get pretty deep into. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, blast off. Blast off. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> uh, so like recapping what we talked about previous two sessions about whole foods and the energetics. And to elaborate upon that, like, yes, our food is made up of those basic um, elements uh, that we, a lot of us know as carbohydrates, proteins, amino acids, fats and oils, and then also including minerals, vitamins, uh, phytonutrients, especially if it's coming from plants, all these other compounds that are in there. But we have to understand that these nutrients are not existing within in an isolated environment. They're not separate. But in fact, they are in a whole food matrix, in a complex. Because isolates, they don't actually metabolize or are digested and absorbed in the same way that a whole food complex is. So when you go into the health food stores or wherever online, you buy those vitamins, those minerals, all those compounds, those amino acids, um, formulations, Those are isolates. Those are fractions. Those are a purified compound of one particular compound, (laughs) one element. It's not existing in a whole food matrix. And so you often find those formulations in really high amounts. You go and get a B12 supplement, for instance, you'll find that in like, you know, 20,000, 50,000 percent at the recommended daily value. The reason is, is because as a whole food, as an isolate, it doesn't have the ability to absorb quite well. So they have to get these levels to be really high because you're only absorbing a fraction of that. So isolates are poorly absorbed. Also, they can increase the risk of getting toxicity because there's no control mechanism. They're essentially like drugs in that a drug is a purified isolated compound. And so you bring that into the body, it can enhance the uh, or increase the risk for toxicity. And then the other thing too is that it it is there to alter the biochemical pathways. You know, it's like steering uh, the rudder on a ship or steering the wheel of a car, take it into one direction or another. So unless you know what you're doing, you may be taking a synthetic isolated compound and steering into the wrong direction. Uh, also, these isolates, because they are 
on their own and not with the other food, right? Other nutrients that are part of food. So that nutrient can actually be metabolized appropriately. If you take an isolate, it's going to start pulling other elements, resources from your body so that that isolate is able to be properly metabolized. So in fact, an isolate can create a deficiency in another part of the body. So that's where we have to get back to whole foods. And I want to talk about the, the mostly on this one, about carbohydrates, proteins, and uh, fats slash oils, because those are the three predominant um, constituents, compounds that make up most of our body and what um, is important for this life cycle. Because again, life, life has a cycle to it. You know, we're, we, we're born, we have this period of rapid growth and development, then we have this maintenance period, and then we have our decline and then recycling. So there's this whole life cycle. You know, it's also in, especially in the plant, um, the, the plant study of botany and um, agriculture, some of you may know of this carbon nitrogen cycle. And so that, we're a part of that cycle. So when we talk about the carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, and oils, we have to understand that in the, in the um, context of this whole carbon nitrogen cycle, whereas carbohydrates represent more of that carbon side, and they're going to provide more of an alkaline effect for the body and more of a, a growing, a building up effect. It's more of that in terms of life cycle, the birth part and growth part. And then you've got the nitrogen part of it, which is the decay. And that's often represented by the, um, the protein. So proteins are very rich in nitrogen and proteins are made up of amino acids. And so those, as the, the, you know, that word amino acids, the last word in that is acid. So the proteins will actually contribute to that, that breaking down part um, in the nitrogen, the carbon nitrogen cycle. So it leads also more to that acidic component. So any questions right now? Because <laughs> that, that was yeah, a lot I, I, right there. Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't want to interrupt you. So mm-hmm. a couple things. I have a question on, on, on the, the plant analogy. Yeah. Can, can you say that again? So plants, plants are, well, we as well, but all like life forms like us, us humans, other animals and plants, we are carbon-based life forms. We are built up of carbon. You know, that is what, is what, that, what does that even mean, Mike? So what that means is that in the periodic table of elements, we have a wide distribution of elements from the periodic table, periodic table within us. Um, but the most predominant uh, compounds that make up our, our molecules that make up who we are, are made up of carbons. So carbons are what we need, what we're made up of, and what we need to consume in order to support that regeneration process. And so carbohydrates, again, carbon, carbo, carbon, and then hydrates, hydrating meaning water, hydration, we are water. I'm sure you've heard this. Many people have heard this, that about 60, 70% of our body is made up of water. So we are very rich in water and also carbon. 
And so the carbon is what makes us who we are. And we need that carbon-based life forms, also known as plants, to provide us with that life energy or in the carbohydrate form so that we can fuel our own biochemistry and help our body to rebuild because it takes energy to rebuild, to repair. So I hear that a lot, that carbohydrates give you energy. Yes. Like that's like, okay, you want energy, eat carbs, which I've also heard then like you can also get energy from fats as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. carbo- carbohydrates, but I, I grew up, you know, we're going to play football. You have to go to the pasta dinner. You're going to load up on pasta mm-hmm. to get, which is just really paste and gluten. And that's a whole nother conversation, sure. but it's also a form of carbohydrates that they said was going to give us a lot of energy. So Mike, carbohydrates, carbs are short for carbohydrates. Yes. Carbs. Yeah. Yes. If you okay. say carbs. Exactly. Yep. So now I'm really interested in what you said about carbohydrate, carbon and hydration. Mm-hmm. Is the chem, is the, is there, is the compound? What, what makes up a carbohydrate? Is it, is it carbon and water? Is so, it like, and how does it, how does that give our body energy? Yeah. So essentially you have more of those, uh, hydroxyl, ions so basically oh groups uh, uh, you got it what all right what is a hydrogen in chemistry represents more of those the alkaline side of the scale so if we're looking at the ph scale of acid and base okay where a lower the ph is zero is the lowest and then going up to you know 14 um, so within that scale you know we want to be as close to the neutral as possible um, with slight degree of alkalinity. All right. If we get too far one or the other, that's when we, we will, will die. And especially if the blood gets, uh, you know, too much one quick, way or the other. Quick, quick question, Mike, all this water, that's it's 9.9. It's uh, this much alkalinity. Is that, mm-hmm. is that BS? Could that tip us too far the other way? For sure. Anything can tip us one way or the other. And so maintaining facid, I mean, acid base imbalance, acid base balance is critical because if we're taking in too much acid forming foods or, or waters or any other compounds that leave our body in the more acidic state, we're going to break down if, and, and possibly, you know, if, if the blood, for instance, gets too acidic, we're going to die. We're going to metabolic acidosis. If we go the other way, especially for the blood it goes into out, al- you know, uh, basically uh, alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis. So we don't want to be in one or the other. We want to maintain that balance. So what was it when you used to tell me the the issues tissue, like it doesn't matter, like you would laugh and say, oh, it like doesn't matter how much pH is in the water or what you're doing. You're putting lemons in your water, like maybe to a certain, it'll help somewhere, but the issues tissue. What did you mean by that? Oh, well, (laughs) we always say, uh, that the, the issues that we have, we hold them within our tissues. Right. So we're kind but, of playing on the words in that regard. But, but you, was it also that, that the tissues, my interpretation also, like, yeah, the issues are in the tissues. We say that in yoga too for more of like a, an emotional and like. For sure. And, and things that they manifest in the tissues. But isn't it also that like the tissues are holding a lot of the toxins or the, 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 the tissues are, are holding a lot of 
of these things that are going to make the body acidic or make the body swing one way or the other. So just the flushing of the water isn't always going to change that. Drinking a high form of pH isn't necessarily going to detox the tissues per se. Well, that that's right. Because the way that the body, without getting too much off on tangent, but the way that the body will detox is dependent upon the resources that the body has to conduct that detox. And so there's all these different detoxification pathways on a biochemical level and a physiological level that play a role in is that, that organ, you know, let's say the, the muscles, um, is it holding on to acidic uh, acid uh, metabolic waste or is it releasing that? Is it able to flush out? There's all sorts of other systems that are involved in that process, but I wanted to really kind of bring it back to what you're saying about with like carbohydrates and that it representing um, like what is it made up of, right? You know, it's, it's simple. It's really their carbon rich sugars. Well, and, and bring it back to the hydroxyl, like we got on that hydroxyl ion. Yeah. So in the whole acid base and base balance, yeah, the more uh, free uh, hydrogen there is, because water, you know, let's start a piece. I got to start the foundation. Forgot to do that. So water is H2O, right? Two hydrogens and one oxygen. Now that disassociates, you know, water as a fluid into hydrogen, free hydrogen, and an oxygen hydrogen combined. And so when in existence, it's always fluctuating between one or the other, between giving up the hydrogen ion or having it attached as, as an H2O complex. So the pH of the water tells us, is there more hydrogen that's free or is there more OH that is available? So it's really a measure of, of that. Is there more OH groups or is there more free electrons of, of, of hydrogen? Okay. So... This may be stupid simple for someone listening and maybe like nails on a chalkboard if you guys are good at chemistry, which uh, evidently I'm not. This is yet. hard stuff. Yeah. I, I will so say. at what point does it turn into hydrogen peroxide, which is H2O2? Like, is that, is that or is that just completely outside yeah, of this conversation? Yeah, that's, that's going to get into another conversation. Okay. Yeah. I really want to bring this though with the fact that, you know, with, with, um, back to carbohydrates and why they're really important because, you know, carbohydrates are made up of these carbon rich sugars. And I I use sugars in quotes here because when people hear the word sugars, they think of something bad, right? They think of the white sugar that's put in processed foods and sodas and teas, all of that. I'm not talking about, well, that is considered a carbohydrate. It's a simple carbohydrate, but more than that, it's an isolate. Again, when the processing of that, the refinement, the refinement of it, the, the highly refined white sugar is no more than a drug. As far as I'm concerned, it's not food anymore. And the, the actually the byproduct of everything they leave behind the molasses has a lot of nutrients yeah. in it, right? Yeah. So when you're making, um, when you're making white refined sugar, from sugar cane, then you're left with the blackstrap molasses, which is rich in everything 
that was from the sugar cane, all the Got vitamins it. and minerals and other phytonutrients. That's the whole food. Pretty, as much Pretty as much, possible. as much. Yeah. Clo- close to it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but yeah, the white stuff you want to stay away from because it's, you know, carbohydrates have a lot of energy to them. They're the primary energy for the, the human body. This is we're a carbon-based life form that runs on a carbohydrate metabolism. You know, this goes way, way, way back uh, to our ancient ancestors. And, you know, yes, the body is highly adaptable. So can we shift our metabolism to running on fatty acids? Most definitely we can. That is definitely possible and it has certain therapeutic use. But for the most part, for most of us, we want to be efficiently working with carbohydrates. The problem that people run in with carbohydrates is that they're eating too many of these refined, highly processed uh, carbohydrates, and they're not exercising. Okay, so you're getting in this, this energy-dense food, and you're not using, putting it to work. So it leads to all sorts of metabolic uh, dysfunctions. So Mike, let me break that down real quick, how I heard it. So we take in these carbohydrates and not only are we taking in the proper carbohydrates, which are the whole food and the ones that are easily digested by our body. So even the good carbohydrates that are whole foods and easily digested by our body that don't necessarily cause too much of a deficit one way or the other if not used, can increase weight because it's, it's, it's stored up energy. So those on their yeah. own could be potentially detrimental like anything else. Absolutely. But now we're taking it to another level to where we're taking refined sugar, we're taking uh, white, refined white flour and breads and simple carbohydrates that are broken down that are fractions like we spoke about in the other episodes. Right. And like we spoke in the beginning of this episode can then cause a deficit because it, in order for the body to digest a fraction or a fractile, it needs to bring other resources in to like make it think that it's a whole food, which then can cause deficits in other places. Yeah, you, you nailed it. You, so now, you now, nailed it. now I'm not only causing, now I'm not only gaining weight, mm-hmm. but I kind of just compounded my problem because I took in a, a fraction of a food, which is going to have me gain weight, but then it's going to cause deficits in other places because my body's going to pull it's other resources and deplete in other areas. So it's like a double whammy. Yeah. You, you really nailed it there. I, I love that explanation. Cool, man. Yeah. We're on the same page. All right. Thank you. I'm, I'm up to speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what, what white sugar is. That white refined stuff will just pull all of the resources that it needs to metabolize that by pulling from your own body. And so it leads to significant uh, deficiencies. But not just white sugar. There's other stuff too, or any any type of fraction will do that. Any right? type of any type of fraction. So now, yeah. um, so go ahead, Mike. Yeah. So with with the carbohydrates, again, we're not talking about carbohydrates in an isolated form here. We're talking as part of a plant of a whole food matrix, and mostly we're talking about plants. So now we're switching to to the full good carbohydrates. Yeah. That the, which can be detrimental if not used and eaten too much yeah. and you're no, you don't use the, the energy. Right. So now, now we're on the good part. Okay. Yeah. So if we're eating mostly plants, then we're getting plenty of carbohydrates. You know, that's, that's the plant's energy. So the plants, they take in sun energy, sunlight, right? They're taking that in and through a process of photosynthesis yeah. is transforming that sun energy into carbohydrates and other compounds that that plant needs 
to survive and even thrive. Okay. And to be to be resilient. And then we need we as another carbon-based life form literally are taking in that sun energy in a form that we know how to work with. And we take that into our body and we're allowed to rebuild our own body and fuel our needs to fuel okay. our own life energy. And so being that carbohydrates and that the carbon represents more of that life side of that carbon nitrogen cycle. We want to be eating those plants. Uh, we want to make sure too that we're eating uh, that food in proper balance. So yes, there are some whole foods that are more starchy than other foods. There are some foods that have what are known as simple carbohydrates. There are other foods that have more complex. So the starchy foods are more complex carbohydrates, which means that these uh, these sugars, also known as like mono or polysaccharides, they are in a more complex configuration and longer chains rather than simple carbohydrates, which are in smaller chains. For instance, fruits will have more of these simple carbohydrates. So you just, so we took good carbohydrates, we got clear on the bed and all that. Mm-hmm. We took now. Now we're at good carbohydrates, and you and you just subdivided good carbohydrates, and they break down into simple carbs. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Simple carbs, complex carbs. And and the difference is the the, the difference is the way that it's arranged, the chains of those carbohydrates. And when you say chains, what's that? The the, the actual so the, structure, the structure, the chemical structure, the molecular structure, the molecular structure. Okay, of these and what? Compounds. And what and, and the longer the chain, the more complex? Um, not only the longer the chain, but also how it is arranged, the shape and how it's arranged within the plant. Um, what else it's combined with also plays a role. But essentially, it's, it's the, the length as well as the uh, configuration of those. So now we're getting molecules. into geometry. Yeah, it's all geometry. <laughs> wow. Everything's math and geometry and... Uh, now, wh- and the relationship what, between those. What those is it about the shape, Mike? What, how does the shape affect it? Well, shape is everything. Shape, or I'll, su- I'll substitute that word shape for uh, structure. And so, one of the fundamental principles when you're learning chemistry is that structure necessitates form, it, it determines the, the form or the function, not the form, but the function. So, form or structure determines the function that's going to exhibit. So give me an example. Well, I mean, you can even look at it on the gross level. If you take a scissors, right? Scissors are in a specific structure in order to perform that function of cutting. If it didn't, if it was not in that structure, it would not perform that function. Am I so thinking, that's on the most simple level. Of, my, my mind went down to like the five platonic solids of, of sacred geometry, like the building blocks. Is that where we're at? Or, or no, that's, let's keep it more big and, and not, not that. But so it's not, not like. Which is cool. I like what you're, what you're thinking. So I'm, when you said like the angle, so it's not like triangle is going to do this. Hexagon is going to do that. We're, we're, is, it, is it actually forming a structure by the chain? Is it making an actual shape and these shapes have to fit together? Well, I'll say that that everything comes down to 
energy and energy is condensed in particular structures in a crystalline form crystals and so crystals have different configurations wow right and then crystals can become more complex and build upon each other and combine with other crystalline elements or crystalline um, entities to create more complex formations and so we humans are a living crystal that are made up of all these other smaller crystals. And then that can just goes on and on and on from the, you know, from the whole being to the organ system level to right. the biochemical level right. and so forth and to the, you know, the quantum physical level. But uh, you know, it's all the same thing at the end of the day, it's just a different, you know, perspective, macrocosmic, microcosmic perspective of looking at it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. But yeah, no, this, I so, mean, this is what happens. That's why I, that's why I wanted to do this. this I love it. This we podcast, can get so Mike. deep, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. It's so deep. And, it, and it's, and it's, it's also like it, you have to have, or I do, I get to have context. It's like, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's also so complex. And in order to really understand it, you, sometimes you have to work around it a little bit to create the context, ask the questions mm-hmm. because like, yeah, you can spit out this information but without the rest of the context around it or without you having totally. other bits, like it, it, that's what the quote unquote, a holistic health is. Right. Yeah. It's, and, I, and I love that we can have, and we ought to, and which I love that we're doing yeah. to have the context from that macrocosmic and microcosmic perspective, because some people might understand it from a macrocosmic perspective. Some may see it at a more um, abstract way. Some people need to understand it on detail level so yeah. I'm glad we're like getting all into this. Well, this is I intentionally, I intentionally, even if you, when you, when you send me stuff, Mike, I intentionally yeah. come in cold because I want to come in as the person that just has the base knowledge of like what I hear yeah. more or less like with their ear to the street that doesn't right. really have exactly, you know, as, as deep a knowledge so that we could get this information clear mm-hmm. from a, from a base student white belt level. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. So, so, complex and and simple carbs and yeah. how they affect the body that's kind of before so they're detour. both needed they're both needed simple carbs they're going to be breaking down pretty quickly give us our energy like that mm-hmm. whereas the complex carbs which are in the form generally as starches which you'll find in things like grains you know whole grains as well as roots tubers you know rhizomes you know we're thinking potatoes beets yams uh-huh. you know radishes, all that stuff that's in the ground. Uh-huh. Uh, those are in a much more starchy form because that is carbohydrates that are in a storage form for the plant. So okay. if you think about a plant, the plant, when it fruits, oh wow, and it provides a fruit, that's your simple carbs basically right there. And then when, you know, that happens during the warmer season, generally. And then when it's going to the winter season, the energy of the plant goes down to the drops bowl. the fruit drops the leaves many times and will go down into the ground into the rhizome or or the root wow and and be in a storage or holding mode until the following season where the energy now rises up sprouts up back again if if it needs to or just starts to grow more leaves wow fruit 
Wow, Mike. That's the cycle of a plant. That's its life cycle. Wow. So, so now it's really starting to, to make some sense to me. So when you look at, when we talk about the cycles and we talk about like energetically in last episode, we we're talking about expansion and contraction with the seasons. Yeah. The plants also contracting in, but as the plant does that, it's also storing energy similar to like hibernation any, yeah. or anything else that's hibernating to prepare right. itself for the next cyclical, the next cycle of when it, when it, when it's going to expand. Yeah. So, and it's the same uh, thing with us too. Like we talked so, about last, last yeah, episode. Exactly. So, by, by when, when it, when you, the, the fruit of no pun intended, but the fruit of the p- plant's labor, when it comes out at the end is a simple carb because that's, that's like the tail end of the cycle and you're, you're going to eat that. And, and that's kind of got like just a, uh, it's still a whole food, but it has a fraction of what the complex carb has in it because it's storing everything. It's, it's taking everything it needs and it's holding it in one spot. Yeah. A- hence when we eat like, that's why it's so nutrient rich and that's why they can put weight on you so quick if you don't, ex- um, if you don't exercise and uh, get, the, get the energy out. That's why a potato or yams or the starchy stuff can put weight on you so quick because it's so nutrient dense. It is. And during the, wow. the cooler season, you know, we want to be putting well, – at least – you spoke about that last episode, yeah, the type uh, of food that you crave. Exa- yeah, but a stew. We want, generally speaking, to be consuming those more starchy foods like the roots and tubers during this fall, the winter season, because way back then when we were tribal people, yeah, uh, we needed that in order to carry us through the winter. We needed to put on more body weight, more well, fat also, to insulate us. And we didn't have cold. access to the other stuff because that's what would keep. Right. And so that's another thing that looking at is, you know, where are we in terms of the, um, the earth geographically, right? So if you're living in the, the equator, you're going to be eating and have access to plenty of fresh fruits and, you know, leafy greens and other kinds of um, foods that are going to be more simple carbohydrates to keep you going. You're not going to be focusing on too much of the starchy foods. Uh, but if you're living in more colder climates, if you're living higher up in the mountains, even in towards the equator, um, it's still a colder environment. So you're going to want more of those starchy foods. So it all depends on what is the right fuel that you need for where you are at in your environment. Simple as that. So it's important to evaluate for yourself, where are you? So where are you? What do you have access to? What do you perform on the best? Like, I don't want to derail the conversation at all. Like I can also get energy from fats because let's, we'll do a fats episode and then we can talk about Mm -hmm. how the two do that. So Mike, when I do, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? No, no, you can can say, so when I, when I do get energy, if I, so let's say I have like a a nice hearty stew with like potato, like a lot of heavy starch, like potatoes or something Mm -hmm. like that. Right. Uh, Forget the meat or no meat right now. Um, how, how is that? I'm going to store that. I'm going to use that for energy for my performance. Let's say like in jujitsu or like, what's, what's the, how's my body reacting to this? Or is that what you're saying? I get to feel that out or is there kind of like a, a rule of for thumb? Sure. I mean, everybody's body is unique. Everybody that, that I know, body, but is but is there like a general rule of thumb or general rule of thumb is you take in carbohydrates for, for energy production and a complex carb, that's in a starchy form, especially it's going to have a lot of energy 
that you can use for fuel and it's going to be relatively broken down uh, more gently rather than a simple sugar, which is going to be a quick burst of energy. Um, complex starchy carbs are going to be metabolized a bit slower. So it gives us that fuel for more prolonged um, use. Also, it helps us to rebuild our own glycogen stores, which is the storage form of sugars in our muscles and, and liver primarily. And that's important. Okay. Did we discuss sugars already today? So, Other than refinement of sugars and... Yeah, so for, for this conversation especially, I'm using the word sugars Yeah. Um, in not the way that most of us throw around, but in the way of this is the simple biochemistry of, of, of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are made up of carbon-rich sugars that could be in a simple carbohydrate form or, or complex. a complex carbohydrate form. I'm not talking about the white refined. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is now, because we, but what about the glycogen? So we take in carbohydrates. Yeah. We're going to use some of that to make sure our blood sugar is stabilized, fuel our brain uh-huh. and all the other organs within our body. But if there's any excess of that, um, that could be used to rebuild our glycogen stores which are in our muscles, tissue, yeah. but also in our liver. Okay. So when we are fasting, which is at nighttime, but yeah. also when we have breaks between our meals, right? Yeah. Between, let's say breakfast and lunch, lunch and or dinner. Yeah. Uh, we have glycogen, which can be broken down to keep our blood sugar steady and also to provide the energy to the organs that need it quickly. So, you got your blood sugar, right, going through. But imagine if we just relied upon only the sugars that were in our blood to deliver the energy to our organs. The organs would be sapping that out really quickly, sucking it out of the blood very quickly. So you need to have those carbohydrates much closer to, the, to where you need it. So the muscles are very energy um, intensive right? They, they use up a lot of energy, especially when you're exercising. So you want to have good glycogen stores in the body. Otherwise, your muscles are going to fatigue. You're going to create lots of lactic acid and um, other type of metabolic acidic wastes because there's a deficit of carbohydrates or, or, or deficit of uh, glycogen in the uh, glycogen, muscles. Yeah. And so the glycogen is the storage of carbohydrates, just like the, the, the rhizome, the starchy rhizome of a plant, of a root, is that storage of the, of the, carb, car, uh, the carbohydrates for the body, it's glycogen. Does that make sense? It does. Can I buy glycogen as a fractal? Have I seen that? No, you cannot. The body makes glycogen. It cannot be bought. Okay. So if I want to, if I want to get better glycogen storage, complex carbs, you need complex carbohydrates and you need to exercise the body. And there's definitely certain exercise uh, techniques, um, methods Is that to actually like enhance an- your anabolic versus the, the different type of the different type of uh, stress I'm going to put on the body. Like yeah. aerobic Aerobic exercise, this is very common, especially in, in athletes. They, they understand that, you know, and runners as well, 
who are running like these these marathons. Right. You know, there's a whole procedure by which they build up their glycogen um, capacity so that they can store more uh, more glycogen to Hence fuel more their stamina. muscles to have more stamina. Exactly. Uh, but I don't want to get too much into that that area uh, because it's definitely going to derail us. Okay. And it's quite, and it's a whole other like conversation. It's a fascinating conversation in sports nutrition. Yeah, it's a huge um, one for me. Glycogen capacity is a whole nother episode. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. But um, one of the things I want to talk about with with carbohydrates that's really important is that we have digestible carbohydrates and we have yeah. undigestible carbohydrates. So the ones we just talked about for energy are digestible. We digest them, we absorb them, we utilize them for energy, for storage. Um, that storage can also include um, generating fats. So if we have too many uh, carbohydrates that surpasses the glycogen capacity, then yes, we will put that into fat um, storage. Uh, that's why a lot of people tend to, uh, to gain extra weight because they're eating too many concentrated starches and, and processed sugars. And not, and not utilizing it for not energy. utilizing it, so it goes into fat storage. Uh, a little bit of that is good, like I said before, with uh, going through the winter. So gly- glycogen, if mm-hmm. so, it goes from the good type of sugar from a carb to the good type of sugar in your body to glycogen, and then from there to fat storage. Yeah, if you have an excess of it. Yep. But the undigestible uh, carbohydrates, the ones that we cannot break down and absorb, uh, those we call fibers. Many people have heard this term, fiber. You need to get more fiber, right? Good bowel movements. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, and for sure, it definitely is. And there's, there's different types of fibers. There are your, your insoluble and your soluble fibers. They definitely play different roles in the body. You know, but in the general sense, fibers, they're, they're going to generate uh, some bulk to move the bowels and, and help the, um, the muscles of the intestinal tract to actually have something to hold on to and to stimulate that whole peristaltic movement and having things to move through. If you don't have enough fiber, also known as plants in your diet, you're going to likely get backed up uh, with constipation. Uh, you need to have the bulk. But what's really important about the fiber, and more and more conversations are being had about this um, out there, which is feeding the microbiome. And you need to have these undigestible uh, carbohydrates, also known as fibers, to feed that microbiome because it's the fermentation of those undigested fibers that generate all sorts of different metabolic compounds, chemical compounds that have tremendous uh, bioactivity uh, that supports our health and well-being. Everything from the health of our intestinal tract to our immune system, uh, to our brain health, the list goes on and on and on about that. So we could, we could get to the specifics about maybe those compounds in another talk. That'd be really exciting. Yeah. I'd love cool. to do that. Compound slash AKA fibers. Yeah. And just talking about different, the microbiome in general and, and all the different compounds that uh, bacteria can generate from good, healthy uh, fibers, but also like what happens when you don't have the right food in and what are the, the toxic compounds that can be generated from the bacteria? Hey man, uh, I don't really care about sounding like an idiot on this because that's, is this, is this probiotics? So m- many people know these bacteria as probiotics. Okay. And yeah, 
probiotics, as, as we talked about previously, is like just like this bacteria that's fermented from right. from some type of food. Right. And there are some of these strains that are good for us that actually yeah. help us keep a bit more balance. Right. Uh, but really, we have a whole bunch of like literally over as high as like a thousand plus different types of strains of bacteria yeah. in our body, you know, so, not only in our gut, but in our skin, our nose, our, our mouth. So these fibers, so these fibers are compounds or these fibers are strains or strains or pro, they're all interchangeable words, probiotic. They all kind of. Are they, well, the are, fiber, the fiber is your, your, the other term that's being thrown out there is prebiotic. Prebiotic. Yeah. Oh, because so then it ferments and then turns into the probiotic. Right, right. The prebiotics are the food that the bacteria will ferment to grow, to thrive, and then they generate all sorts of compounds that can support our health. Awesome. Our well-being. So in order to feed this, this ecosystem, right, mm-hmm. I often describe the body as like a mini earth. <laughs> you know, we are a, a, an earth-like being. And within us, we have all these little critters, all these little bugs. Thousand percent. Yeah. And there's more bugs that make up who we are than there are in our own human you know, cells and DNA. So we want to make sure that this ecosystem, That's a lot of all bugs. these little bugs and critters are being well taken care of. They're being fed right. And we're not toxifying our inner earth with all the junk that's out there in the world. Wow, so, Mike. This yeah, was, this as one within, was deep. So, so without. This was deep. Is there anything? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I get to uh, <laughs> listen to this back. I'm at, I think I've reached my saturation index right now. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there anything else you want to cap on? Well, with carbohydrates, just that there's a lot of good compounds in there that a lot of carbohydrates actually have immune supportive properties. A lot of the, um, I'm not sure if you got into any of the medicinal mushroom uh, world out there, but a lot of the important immune enhancing compounds that are found in mushrooms and fungi are known as polysaccharides. Those are carbohydrates. And they're very important for our immune system. So, you know, carbohydrates come in many, many different forms and, and they're very bioactive. And that's something that you cannot get with an isolated refined sugar, with a drug known as sugar. You cannot get that from there. That will kill you, will degenerate you. Whereas real carbohydrates from food that have all the vitamins and minerals and other phytonutrients that are part of it will actually contribute to your regeneration, your healing by supporting that carbon side of the cycle. And if you get too much of that, too much of the refined stuff, what does it got lead to? Significant inflammation because it is, it is basically an assault on your defense system and your defense system protects itself by becoming inflamed and trying to burn off what should not be in your body. So mic drop, bro. Wow. Yeah. So I love where you started to go with carbohydrates that mushrooms are also the fungi and that whole, that whole conversation. What was, uh, what was the, the word that started with the P poly uh, polysaccharides. So 
polysaccharides. We've got monosaccharides. We've got polysaccharides. So these other. are basically chains that are, you know, so we could have a whole other many. episode on mushrooms and and how At they some work. Point, we can. Wow, Mike, yeah. it just never stops. Never stops. It never stops. Yeah. Well, just transforms. Guys, carbohydrates, part one. Part one. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Mike, and always, always uh, teaching me, man. Yeah, thank Guys. you for being t- on top of the time too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Guys, we'll, we will see. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.